from the episode title. Today, I'm talking about marriage and individuality. I feel that the issue of maintaining individuality in marriage is one that isn't really spoken about. And if it is, it's not spoken about enough. It's a topic that is quite important. And that is why I want to take a deep dive into this topic on this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Happy Home Podcast. My name is Taya Lugu, your host on this show. Do you know that getting married to the absolute love of your life does not guarantee you a life of unending happiness? Truth is, you can very quickly go from deliriously happy to miserable and frustrated. But you don't have to. And that's where this podcast comes in. On this show, I'll discuss real issues couples face on the journey to finding happiness in marriage. And I will also be sharing great tips that can help you intentionally create the marriage of your dreams and build a truly lasting happy home. Follow me on this journey. Please stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Home Podcast. On this show, alongside my amazing guests that I bring on from time to time, I talk about relationships, life, marriage, being your authentic self, finding your voice, discovering the power that you carry, and so much more interesting and empowering things that can really help you bring out the best version of yourself and live your best life. That's the focus of the Happy Home Podcast. And I will say to you that the HAPPY is an acronym. The H stands for HAPPY. And that's just to tell you that happiness lies within you. Don't go looking for it outside. The A stands for authentic, the power of being your authentic self. The P stands for purposeful, understanding your purpose and pursuing your passions in life. The second P stands for powerful, and that's really to call your attention to the fact that there's a power within you that when you unlock it, you become unstoppable and you live life to the best and fullest potential. And the Y stands for you. Why you? Because At the end of the day, you have to take responsibility to create the life that you desire. You have to take responsibility to be the best version of you, to not play victim, but to step into your power and become the victor that you've been created to be. Today, I'm talking about marriage and individuality. Marriage, by its very nature, is the coming together of two people to start a new life. We know that. And we know from the Bible that God's intention is for the two people to become one. You know, there's scripture that says, that scripture is Matthew 10, 8 and 9. You can look it up if you want to. It says, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate That's what the scripture says, that when a man and a woman get together and married, they go from becoming, they they go from being two to becoming one flesh. And then you might therefore be wondering, how can we be talking about individuality at the same time, particularly when God intends for husband and wife to become one flesh? I will tell you this, 
Being married to the love of your life is not a call to lose your individuality. It is not. Don't forget that you are created a unique being with a unique personality. God himself, who created you, created you as a unique being with a unique personality. And this is all by design. There is no accident in your creation. He knew what he was doing. And the beauty of marriage lies in your ability to harness your individual differences for the good. So for instance, I'm different, my husband is different. The beauty of our marriage would be in both of us being able to harness our differences for the good of our relationship. Difference is not something we should strive to get rid of. It is something that we should strive to understand. Understanding each other's differences, not getting rid of them. Your unique personality is not meant to be lost. It's not meant to be lost. It's meant to be nurtured. It's meant to be refined. Being who God created you to be is absolutely essential for a wholesome and healthy you. And there's one thing that I know for sure, and research has proven it, I've experienced it, that a wholesome and healthy you is needed, essential, critical for you to have a healthy marriage. You have to bring your wholesome self into your marriage. If you want a healthy marriage, if you want a successful marriage, if you want a fulfilling marriage, come with your wholesome, healthy self. And that's why embracing yourself and being able to harness that part of you that makes for you to become wholesome and healthy is important for marriage success. Now, what does it mean to maintain individuality in marriage? What does it mean and how does it play out? Now, in the simplest way possible, maintaining individuality is really about having a healthy sense of self. Having a healthy sense of self, having an understanding of your uniqueness, and not seeking to bury your uniqueness because you are now married. You know, also in the scripture, in the Bible tells us that God created everyone as a masterpiece. And he also tells us in that scripture, I think it's found somewhere in Ephesians. I really don't know um, the exact, but I can put it in the show notes that he says that we are created as masterpieces to do good works. That therefore means that there's a good work that I'm meant to do. There's a good work that you're meant to do. In the person that you have been created to be, with the personality, the strengths and weaknesses that you have. So that's one of the reasons why it's important to understand yourself and maintain yourself. And the assignment God has for me and you, to fulfill that assignment, you must be your own unique person. To have become one does not mean two people disappearing into each other. Let's get that straight. To have become one is not a disappearing act. Neither does it mean that one person loses every sense of self to become another person that God did not create them to be. On the contrary, you will find that couples enjoy and not endure marriage when you have two people who are complete in themselves. Two people who are not seeking to suppress themselves but rather know to function fully as their best selves in the relationship. That is when you can 
absolutely have a thriving marriage. And I'm going to say it again. Two people complete in themselves, bringing their complete selves into the marriage. They are able to fully function as their best selves in the relationship. They are giving the best of themselves in their relationship. What do you have? A thriving marriage and two happy individuals. Now, I want to talk about some of the ways that you can embrace your individuality in marriage. Don't run from it, rather embrace it. And I'm going to share five things that you must ensure that you do if you want to begin to embrace your individuality in your marriage. You can be married and still maintain your individuality. It is not a sin. There is nothing wrong with it. It does not mean that you love your partner less. It doesn't. The first thing that I'm going to talk about, five things, and this is the first one, the importance of having your own personal goals and personal aspirations. Yes, as a married couple, you will have couple goals. As a family, you will have things you do together as a family, things you want to accomplish with your spouse. You could be planning to buy a house. You could be saving, you know, in a joint account for an investment. You can even be planning to take like, you know, some educational courses together. But having said all of that, it's important that you have your own personal goals for your personal self. Now, for instance, your career growth goals will be personal to you. In some instances, you have goals for fun and recreation that don't necessarily have to include your spouse, particularly if you don't enjoy the same things for fun. You know, and then your personal development goals. They are goals that will be personal to you. And personal development goals are, for want of a better word, they are personal. They're personal. I don't even know how to say it other than to say it that way. And so you embrace your individuality by pursuing your own personal goals, your personal aspirations. It doesn't mean that you are selfish. It doesn't mean that you don't have your spouse in mind. But I will put a caveat to say that you have to make sure that your personal goals are in alignment with your family goals. They are in alignment to your couple goals so that you don't start to grow apart because you are pursuing personal goals. Now, the second thing that you must do to embrace your individuality is having interests and hobbies. Having your own interests, having your own hobbies. While you and your spouse will do a lot of things together, and my husband and I, we do a lot together, but the reality is that not all your hobbies and interests will be in sync, and they don't need to be. Because it is not proof of your love that you do everything together. Trust me, when you get married, there'll be many times when you just want to do things by yourself. Don't forget that you're going to be spending seven days a week, 24 hours in a day, 31 days in a month, 365 days in a year together. So there will be times when you really just want to do some things by yourself. It is absolutely okay. You will even find that in some areas, you don't like the same things. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that you don't like the same things. There's nothing to feel guilty about. Pursue the things that you are passionate about and let your spouse also pursue the things that they are passionate about. 
there's no harm in cultivating your interest because you see, your hobbies and your interests are the things that will keep you happy. And a happy you is beneficial for everybody around you. So don't stop doing things you love because you are now married. Now, in my own case, I love going to the cinema to watch Nollywood movies. And my husband is not really a big fan of Nollywood movies. If he's going to watch a Nollywood movie, he doesn't see himself going to the cinema to, to do it. He would rather watch with me on Netflix. I love going to the cinema. So I go by myself when I want to watch a Nollywood movie. And I'm not upset with him that he's not going with me. I actually like going by myself. And sometimes I find a friend to go with. And we go and we enjoy it. A friend that also likes Nollywood movies like me. So it could be anything. Your spouse doesn't like doing it, but you like doing it. Don't stop doing what you like because your spouse doesn't like doing it. Find other people who like to do it and do it with them. So moving on to number three. And that is about having opinions and viewpoints that might differ don't be afraid to make them know to your spouse. Know that you will not always agree on all issues all the time and it is okay. You will see things differently. Some of the time, it is okay. Why is it okay? Because sharing your views, sharing your opinions, sharing your perspective on issues helps you to have robust conversations. And I also find that it opens your mind up to another way of looking at things. It opens your mind up to another point of view because we, are, we don't know it all. We don't know it all. We know in part. And so therefore, when you bring your view and I bring my view and the views are not the same, it gives us a more holistic way of looking at issues. So it helps for learning. It helps for expansion of thinking. So don't be afraid. Share your views. Make your opinions known. Make your voice heard. Your view is unique to you. You don't necessarily have to agree or have the same viewpoint. No one knows it all. So be willing to listen when your spouse or your partner is sharing their own perspective. Listen without putting them down. Don't feel that you have to think alike. Don't feel that you have to hold the same opinions. You can respectfully agree to disagree. And you can maintain cordiality. You can maintain the love. You can have very engaging and stimulating conversations. And so embracing your individuality by making your viewpoints known. Don't bury it and feel that you have to take your spouse's you know, opinion or view or perspective all the time. You have brain, you have views, you have sense. Make them known, use your voice, speak up. The fourth thing that I'm speaking about that you need to do to embrace your individuality is planning for me times. Planning for me times. Life is stressful. And we can get busy doing things. We can get busy being all things to other people that we forget to prioritize ourselves. You can lose your identity by being wife, by being mother, by being colleague in the office, boss at work, daughter to your parents. You can lose your identity by being husband, provider, father. You know, all of those things that you forget who you truly are. And that's why me time is a great way 
to help you reconnect with you. It's especially true for women, but it's also true for men. The demands of running a home can be very draining. Now, between putting your best in that work and making sure things are running smoothly in the home front, you find that you're juggling many balls. Me time comes to your rescue. Me time will help you reconnect with yourself. Me time will help you make sure you don't lose your identity and you don't lose your individuality. Me time helps you remind yourself that you are a person in need of self-care. And so what is me time? What does it look like? You know, simply sitting with a journal in a quiet place. Simply sitting with a book to read in a quiet place. Simply finding a quiet corner to breathe in and breathe out 5-10 minutes. That alone is enough to help you recalibrate. But also I would say taking time to go to the spa to spoil yourself, taking time to go to the cinema by yourself is me time. Staying in a room by yourself, shutting the door ahead of people who will, when they get home and when their children were younger, they will go into the room and lock the door and just take those few moments to themselves before they now come out and start to attend to the children. Me time might be booking a holiday for yourself by yourself. You just want to get away. You need it. Because the point of me time is really that you shut out the world and you focus on you. And you will find that if you do your me time properly, you will come away energized. You will come away reinvigorated. You will come away as a better you, a better person for those around you. So me time helps you to be better for everyone around you. Me time is for you. But by extension, the people around you are also beneficiaries of your time away. Now, number five thing that you do to embrace your individuality, and this is really, really key. That is about going on a journey of self-discovery. Going on a journey of self-discovery. Now, being you can only start from knowing you. You can't start to be you. You can't start to be an individual when you don't even know who you are. You know, I've heard people say before that I lost myself when I got married. I didn't know who I was. It felt like I was drowning. You know how you can go from being miss to missus and you begin to identify yourself as Mrs. This, Mrs. That, or even for the man as well. But it's more common with the women, I will admit. And this is for the single. If you're single, before you even think about getting married, please go on a journey of self-discovery and discover you. Who are you? What's your identity? What's your personality? Become an individual first before you become a married couple. Because I tell you, you don't want to get into marriage and start looking for yourself. It's a terrible place to be. It's important that you Go on this journey of self-discovery because the sense of losing yourself is a precursor for mental breakdowns. Trust me. Trust me. I have spoken to so many couples who are or a place where they don't even know who they are anymore. So you will find out that 
self-discovery liberates you from those feelings, you know. Maybe you're the person that you feel like, you know, people are always talking at you in one direction or the other. Or you could be that person that from childhood, people always told you what to do and how to be. And then you very quickly got married and you still find yourself, your husband is telling you what to do or your wife is telling you what to do or your children are making demands of you. So you're like, where am I in all of this? Where am I in the mix of this? You don't even know who you are, you know. So I would say to you that the foundation of knowing who you are is first knowing whose you are. Self-discovery starts from understanding whose you are. And for me, I know that I am a child of God. My identity comes from God. My God, my creator, my maker, my identity is rooted in him. It's difficult for you to know who you are if you don't know who you belong to, where you have come from. The starting point of self-discovery is reconnection with your maker and let you see yourself with the lens and the eyes that God sees you. That is really the starting point, you know. My own journey of self-discovery led me to see myself as God sees me. It helped me to, and it's not as if I didn't know God all this while, but when I really sat down to really discover myself, I had to, you know, go through the process of seeing myself better and knowing that uh, even though you have these weaknesses and even these strengths, this is the way God still sees you. And trust me, the way God sees you is beautiful. It's beautiful. So if you're that person who is feeling worthless, you need to know that God doesn't see you as worthless. He actually sees you as beautiful. And that's why reconnecting with your maker is so important. You know, I connected with God on a whole new level and I came to a place of liberation and a place of peace. Peace because I now stopped comparing myself with other people. I now stopped trying to be another person. I started trying to be or I started focusing on being who God had created me to be. That is what self-discovery will do for you. It will help you to see the uniqueness in you and to not be ashamed to live it out. Individuality. It is so powerful. It is so powerful. You know, and that's why I will never stop saying it. It is easier to know who you are when you know who your father is. And I'm not talking about earthly father now because you might not have an earthly father, but you have a heavenly father. You have a God. Know that your identity comes from God in heaven. Don't run from him. I don't know what you've been through. Don't run from him. Rather run to him for healing. Run to him for healing because healing is found in God alone. So the fifth thing I spoke about is that journey of self-discovery that is absolutely liberating. It really, really, really is. You know, and the journey starts from reconnecting or connecting with God in heaven, your heavenly father. Yeah. So, you know, just to bring this to a conclusion, I want to say that being married does not and should never equate to you becoming a clone of your spouse. No, no, no. Togetherness and individuality in marriage are not 
mutually exclusive. They can exist together. They should exist together. Individuality is not a threat to a happy marriage. It isn't. Rather, understanding how to harness your unique qualities and using them for the good of your relationship is powerful. It is very powerful. I'm going to leave you with this quote by author unknown. Learn who you are and embrace all that is special about yourself. Only then can you open yourself up to the love of others. Thank you for listening. I will see you on the next episode. My name, as always, remains Taye Aluko. God bless. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Happy Home Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, or Spotify. Check out my website, www.tayealuku.coach for other great resources. You'll find the link to my website in the show notes. You will also want to get my happy home affirmations. These are eight powerful audio affirmations that will completely transform the energy in your home. Link is also in the show notes. See you on the next episode. God bless.